If you turned your health into an asset for your work performance, it's unlikely that you would then allow it to fall by the wayside so easily. And the main foundation of that is your energy levels. Hello and welcome to episode 87 of Sharp Podcast, the personal growth podcast from SON Development, where we help you get better at the things you have to do so you can spend more time on the things you want to do. Got a question for you. Do you ever find work tiring? Have you ever found yourself in a position at the end of the day where you collapse in a heap into bed, absolutely knackered, but despite the fact that you're so tired, you still can't sleep? Maybe none of those things are true, Maybe you can relate to having a this sort of low level of, of lethargy, sometimes just finding it a bit hard to get up and go. At the other end of the scale, you might be great at being focused, you might have loads of energy, but you might just need a little bit of an extra boost every now and again. Well, in this episode, Aaron Morton tells us how to tackle these, and the surprise is that all these things can be improved with one thing, our energy levels. We talk about the idea of energy being a superpower, actually being a a foundation to everything else that we do. How can we get more energy? Sometimes you might feel like, how can we get some energy? Well, actually, there are five areas you can look at that can help. Aaron talks about this idea of having the energised mind, talking about getting yourself into a state of being balanced, focused, capable, and able to tackle what life throws at you without ending up in burnout. Now, some of these ideas might surprise you, some might not, but they all support one area, which then can unlock so much more to help you get better at the things you have to do, so you've got the energy to do the things you want to do. Did you know that there are three different states that relate to work? Did you know that there are three different kinds of health? We talk about that, we talk about five quick tips, one for each of Aaron's focus areas to help you feel better fast. And towards the end, we look at two things that you can stop doing today that can make a big difference. Wow, all of that from our first returning guest. So join me talking to Aaron. I'm at home in the studio. Aaron's at his office in Cardiff. And of course, one of the very first things to clear up is Aaron's socks. Oh, and come back at the end for an exciting announcement with an actual money-saving offer that you'll only get by listening to the end. It won't be in the show notes. Enjoy the conversation. I cannot believe for the first time in the history of Sharp Podcast since 2017, Aaron Morton is our first returning guest. <laughs> we must have done something right last time. Hello, Aaron. Are you there? I'm there. I'm there. Good to be back, Steve. Red carpet treatment. It's, uh, we'll, we'll have a quick chat in a minute about, um, uh, about what's happened since you last came on. However, you might remember my opening questions are, can you tell our audience, please, who you are, where you are, and what colour socks you've got on. Uh, uh, my name's Aaron. I live in Cardiff. And uh, uh, they are black thermal socks. Oh. And uh, uh, quite possibly could be inside out. I'm not too sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a challenge of black socks. That's harder to harder to work out, isn't it? That's it. So welcome back. Um you last joined us in November 21, um, so over two years ago. 
a lot's happened in the world since then. What's what's been bring us up to date with you and your business in the last couple of years? What have you been up to? So in my in my business, I've um I've kind of gone back to like working with people one-to-one in person and we in some ways we've kind of gone back to normal really but it's been good to see the changing behaviors and and habits of of workplaces um like for example one of my clients she went up to uh canary wharf a few weeks ago and said it was almost like a ghost town and she had previously worked in london and where a period of time when when it would be you know um pumping with people like especially in the morning time and then you see a lot of time a lot of companies are moving out of canary wharf and, and a lot of real estate being em- empty so there's a changing uh dynamic in the workplace and and you know in in terms of my in my game that that has uh, a knock-on effect on how people manage their their house house mm. manage that manage their house in terms of uh the dynamics and, and things and uh and it's been interesting how how that how that works and for the benefit of people that haven't heard the previous episode or haven't quite worked it out yet and correct me if i'm wrong the the, the loosest description of what you do for a living is personal trainer but it's more than just the physical stuff isn't it well yeah yeah so when you have a personal trainer you have, you have different uh focuses so you could go and see a personal trainer who loves a bit who, who who's from a bodybuilding background I I have a um, background of interest in in obviously physical movement, but also psychology and nutrition, and and I also like the idea of um, uh, seeing things as, from a systems based perspective. So when uh, I someone comes in with a problem, uh, say they want to lose weight or um, or they want to get healthier or fitter, that, that, so they come tend to tend to come with an abstract viewpoint of what they want: lose weight, get fitter, things like that. And then, and then, what I like to do is kind of delve into whilst we're, we're you know we're training, delve into the, their lives, not in a not in a stalker way, but in a, in, a, in an interest way of of seeing you know what's their family set up, what's they you know how how's their sleep, or how they manage stress, what's their what work do they do, how yeah. they how they interact with in their work, what they do to relax, all those things. Because if then someone comes to me with a problem, I have a I, I have a framework, a makeup of their life, so you can kind of see what, how 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 that that problem came into play, and if they're continually st- um, working with that, that a problem is continuing, what are what are the things that are present that are probably exacerbating that problem, yeah. and then we can kind of talk about it from from that perspective. Okay, and the the subject we want to talk about today is is energy, and we want to talk about uh, you you you've um, got some views which you shared with me when we spoke last. And I was really keen to get these onto the podcast because I think for our listeners, we offer all sorts of different solutions to people, uh, everything from you know the Pomodoro technique to work-life balance and all those sorts of things. And I think um, some of the things we share with people help them to solve problems. But this particular subject, I think, goes down to more foundational level because it's actually about if you can tackle this then fundamentally this is this is about preventing problems occurring in the first place and and that's why i particularly like this idea of i'm kind of jokingly talked about you know manage your energy and become it becomes your superpower um if you had two people and maybe we can ask the listener to play along with us here so listener shut your eyes obviously unless you're driving a car or operating heavy machinery um but if you can shut your eyes and just imagine a world where you feel 
lethargic, you feel like you're not performing well, things aren't going well for you, you struggle when it comes to building connections with people and and talking to people, your thoughts are muddled, you're not finding your thoughts clearly, you're not curious about things, kind of things wash over you, you feel flat and demotivated. So just just for a minute, just hold that idea in your mind, dear listener, that, that that's your world and how that feels and 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 what that what life is like now for some people that might not be too far from the truth for for others they might struggle to to imagine a world like that but if you can just get that picture in your mind lethargic um not thinking clearly not performing well and so on so that's scenario number one we'll just pause while our listener uh, gets that clear in their mind and then switch to scenario number two so scenario number two is literally the opposite of those things so you, you come into each day with energy. The things that, that you work on are good. Things go well. You perform well. You build connections with people easily. You can connect to people and talk to people, no problems. All your thoughts are really clear in your mind. You're curious about things and you find solutions about things and, and you feel motivated to do well. Why do you think, Aaron, that energy could be the cause of the problem in scenario number one and the solution to the to those great outcomes in number two what what part does energy play if you look at health perspectives we tend to have three health as such the health of our career Mm -hmm. the health of our family and the health of our health of ourselves and the one that's most likely to fall by the wayside is the health of ourselves the main reason being is because if you let the health of your career fall by the wayside, you'll um, either let your colleagues down, or you'll be in, um, or you, you'll be monitored and uh, and eventually uh, managed out of the company, which is the uh, which is the, the common phrase now. If you let your family down by not fulfilling promises that you said to your kids, or uh, or not um, engaging in the relationship that you have with your with your partner or anything like that then you let them down. And the guilt of letting other people down is a lot more severe in our mind than the, and then the frustration of the guilt of letting ourselves down. So that is why nine times out of 10, it will be our own health that would fall by the wayside before the health of, of, of the other two factors. Um, so when I look at this perspective of health and everything like that and energy, what I was looking at is asking the question, what could be the situation whereby you could perform well in your career and your and your health can be um, nurtured along the side of it? And the solution I came up with um, through looking at especially the the uh, the executives and the and the busy professionals that I work with, that didn't let their health fall by the wayside, a large amount of times is that they attributed some aspect of benefit from their work through doing the health and the exercise. So it, the solution I came with is, if you turned your health into an asset for your work performance, it's unlikely that you would then um, allow it to fall by the wayside so easily. And uh, by, uh, and the main foundation of that is your energy levels because if you have a number of the health factors in place your energy levels is more at a 
higher neutral point. So everyone feels tired. It's natural to feel tired at different points. No one's doing cartwheels every single um, minute of the day. Every It's natural to feel tired at different times. But there's a difference between tired, constantly tired, and, you know, and burnout, essentially. That's really interesting to me that you talk about the health of your career, the health of your family, health of yourselves. Um, and health being an asset of your work performance. You've you've done quite a lot of work with, with legal people, haven't you? That, yeah. That's an area where you've worked with quite a lot of people. So let me just make sure I've understood that correctly. For a, for a lawyer, for example, um, or a barrister or a judge or whatever, um, and this is where I show my ignorance in the world of law, um, one asset of their work performance may be um, how many cases they've tried and how successful they are. So that's a, that might be an asset that might make them attractive to a client or good at, at, at what they do. Um, but considering their health or their energy in the same area, so actually al- almost as if you'd have it on your business card, you know, I've, I've, I've won 95% of my cases and I have loads of energy. <laughs> um, it, it becomes a, it becomes a, almost like a, um, the equivalent of, Continuous personal development, but not intellectually and not continuous learning, but actually focusing on your health because it's because it's part of of you showing up and doing the job. Have I understood that correctly? Yeah, yeah. It's um. So uh, I have another three um list thing, and that that's the six that's the success of your your work performance, and that comes down to your your state, your relationship with others, and your competencies. Okay. And what you tend, what you tend to see, sometimes you see in like TV shows, like the detective who's a star detective, but he's also a drunk and uh, uh, and uh, a drunk and hardly gets any sleep. What they're saying is, despite all of this, they're still the star detective. Like the part that Gary Oldman plays in Slow Horses. Have you seen that? Slow Horses, yeah. He's a perfect example. Yeah, so he's he's uh, high flatulence, you know, a state. He just sleeps anywhere, is an absolute mess. But his level of competencies is still far and away above uh, everyone else's. And what I'm talking about is the state factor. Okay. And and so the reason why it can be quite challenging for people to take on board that is because yes, you can still succeed whilst uh, whilst allowing your health to fall by the wayside. There's plenty of examples of that. What I'm saying is is being smarter smarter about it that you can be great in your career and have your health still be nurtured and also allow it to be an asset. Okay. Okay. Because so, you're because when you when you do that, it, you know if you if you can also see with those those TV examples, their family life seems to fall by the wayside. Mm. you know and their career colleagues are um you know have uh, you know that Gary Oldman example he's he's brilliant but his colleagues are um have, have let him go they're like he ain't yeah. getting nowhere yeah. near the main MI5 building yeah <laughs> you know yeah. And, and that's and that's the thing so it's about it's about having that holistic nature of, of work where you can be great in one area but not at the expense of others what's the consequence then because these people do succeed in spite of having a poor state, don't they? So ultimately, what's the consequence of a poor state? But in the immediate, the poor state, uh, the consequence of a poor state is, is burnout. It's, it's stress. Uh, uh, it's poor sleep. 
and all of those things won't necessarily uh and it's how you is how you turn up each day you know right. um yes you can uh you can relate well to others but it, if you're always turning up and you look like hell and you feel like hell and you uh because you don't sleep and you stress and i don't know if you've ever looked or seen someone who's really stressed but sometimes that eyes are defocused because they're so in their head where you can't necessarily um you can't necessarily relate that well to to others in that sense so from a corporate law perspective uh a lot of my previously were my corporate lawyers they um they were um they had to do a lot of what they call relationship management so going to you know going out and, and meeting clients and taking them to dinner and going to bars and things like that and um you know, if you're always tired, there will come a point where you're like, either I have to endure it and I'm knackered for the whole weekend, or I'm just going to find a way of not doing these things. And um, so when you're looking at health, it, it, it's looking from a perspective of of seeing your career within the system of your, your whole life and things. And it's, it's saying that, if you nurture your your health, it can be an asset to your career. But outside of 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 work, it can also be an asset there because the amount how many people are um, do their work, but then are just exhausted for the whole weekend. Yeah, yeah. Like I had a client the other day. She she was in meeting. Uh, she was in meetings from eight a.m. till like four yesterday um, at a venue a venue um, where they had no food. So when she came to the PT session, she was exhausted. Um, and so we, we talk about how, what we can do to make sure that when they get to that situation, um, they've got more option than just the vending machine that's staring in front of them. Okay. okay so that'll be a, that'll be a nutritional and preparation problem that needs to be solved. So coming back to, to where we talked about someone on the one hand being lethargic, not performing well, no energy, blah, blah, blah. And on the other hand, the person having more energy and, and thinking clearly and lucidly. What are the, what are the factors? The first, the first part of it starts with, with uh, 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 the mind. Okay. Yeah, it's a mental. And I, I came up with this, with this process, which I call the energized mind. And it contains five, five factors. One is purpose which you can see when someone retires, for example, you know, they lose their purpose and then suddenly they're, you know, they're, uh, they have less energy. Second one is openness. You, you certainly notice the people that have more energy when they're open to new ideas. So they start to explore that idea and, and get excited about this, uh, something that's been proposed. Third is curiosity. Maybe looking at a, an article from a new, um, from a different industry or being uh, being curious about a conversation that you're having, that you're buzzing about the certain projects that are happening. The other one is intent. When you're intent on doing things, that um, it leads the mind to be more focused, uh, develops that energy. And the next one is, and last one is autonomy. When you uh, when you are able to uh, make your uh, your own decisions, or at least a large part of your own decisions um, on stuff that you want to do that excites you that energizes you then that generates energy itself okay so that's the energized mindset and when you have those components together uh you certainly notice the difference between people that have those components and those that don't then there's then there's movement 
there's nutrition, there's sleep, and then there's the, uh, there's the environment. Sorry to interrupt your listening, but I just wanted to jump in with a quick message. If you've listened to Sharp Podcast for a few years, you might be wondering why we've been mentioning SON development and what that's all about. Are they a sponsor? Is it a house building company? Well, no. You see, we've been making Sharp Podcasts since 2017, and it's always been our aim to give you free resource that helps you get better at the things that matter to you, and we're not planning to change that. But SON Development is the training company that I founded in 2021 to help organisations, teams and individuals improve performance and make a real difference to their working lives. We run workshops, we do consultation and we provide digital resource about leadership, coaching, sales, customer service, planning and prioritisation and loads more stuff. So if you're a business or a team leader and you're frustrated that your training isn't making a real difference, give us a shout. You can find out more about what we do at sondevelopment.com and of course there's a link in the show notes. But if you prefer to get your development free of charge with Sharp Podcast, would you do us a favour and just make a quick note now to share this episode or any that you really like with your friends, family, colleagues, anyone who you think it could help. We'd really appreciate it. End of interruption, back to the episode. Just sticking with the energised mind, I find that really interesting because often the starting point is absolutely the frame of mind. I can't deliver a session to people unless they're really clear about the purpose of the session and how their world is going to be better. If I'm not clear about that up front, then everybody will just sit there and unless it suddenly dawns on them, they'll be bored, they won't want to be there and they won't pay attention. So I think having right at the front purpose, are we really clear about why we're doing this and where do I want to get to is is really powerful. Um, so I've got, and again, just, you know, I like to recap, um, we've got the mindset, we've got nutrition, we've got movement, we've got um, environment and we've got sleep if i i'm going to really put you on the spot here if if we look at the five areas can you give us maybe one thing in each area that you think every listener could consider doing that that, that could make a difference the kind of you know a, a simple straightforward thing that really if people tried really hard so first of all in terms of mindset what one thing could people do fairly easily tomorrow that you in your experience makes a big difference uh, figure out what um, what you can do to relax. Uh, I, I tend to say, figure out things that um, find things that make you laugh, find things that relax you, and find things that um, that make you calm, uh, and and then try to sprinkle those throughout the week. And and there's there's apps and stuff, isn't there? There's you know there's meditation apps, there's calm apps, there's yeah all sorts of things that people can do. Certainly for me, the, my understanding is that if you can just disconnect the match from the fuse for a, for a bit, it yeah. just it helps to build that resilience. Uh, a good test is can you can you sit in a chair, maybe with your eyes closed for five minutes and not do anything, and uh, that will be a good indication whether you're um, whether you <laughs> whether you can be calm or not. And I think where I think you're going with this, and I always, this always makes me smile, if you can't do that for five minutes you need the solution more than someone who can. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah absolutely okay so so from a mindset perspective um relax laugh calm um just take five minutes each day if you can just to sit there and just pay attention to your thoughts or whatever um nutrition what's the what's the one thing people can't change the whole diet but what's the one area where's the sort of the low-hanging fruit if you excuse the pun for nutrition so if you consider that your that um your natural body clock will have a period of um a period of low around about 2 2 p.m which also happens to be the time for people to have lunch ensure that your um that that lunch is relatively light and more around the area of protein and salad and if you're going to have carbs like a natural carb source as opposed to bread um uh, uh bread or processed food uh the reason being is because if you're or if your body's naturally going to go into a, a period of low energy and then you eat something that is going to give you further low energy that is going to give you uh, almost be a a write off for the week for the afternoon um whereas if you um uh, prioritize protein and and salad based items in that lunch time uh and then in terms of the movement factor this adds to this is to be able to get um out into fresh air around about the same time midday or like around two o'clock um then you um then you you solve those two problems okay so getting away from your screen away from your desk away from your work environment in the middle of the day somewhere getting out into the fresh air or... in in nature yeah in, in some area that has greenery if possible but outside yeah um but outside mostly yeah okay um then environment or systems so you talked about having a, a, a clear and clean desk and daylight is there anything else you can think of that's even more impactful than that from an environment perspective if you're able to for example at home have a very clear separation between home and work when you're in the workplace have things that you know re- that might remind you of of the purpose what you're doing what you're doing all this for have things that are, uh, have an area that's light, uh, get, have a plant if you're able to, yeah. and create the environment where you're able, to, if you can, able to maybe have periods where you're sat down writing, but also you're able to stand up. Even if that means like you're working on a laptop and you just have a, you just have a, um, a small table that you just put on your main table and you can put that, so you can stand up. So that changes your, your position and stops you being, you, you sitting down all the time okay and finally sleep what's your what's your top tip what's the one thing that people should try to do to get sleep? uh so the main uh, one main thing that helps with sleep is is to is to start eliminating your um stimulation as you lead towards your um and the time for you to go to bed um which is you know which is easier said than done i mean some people some people you know are on their laptops at in bed yeah, like before yeah, they go to yeah, bed yeah. and if you go back to the issue of state as such we have different states we have like our work state and then we have our sleep state if you are going to have any chance of getting to sleep you have to be gravitating into your sleep state by the time your head hits the pillow if you're if you're in your work state, 
two minutes before you were due to go to bed that's what that's what is likely to be the case when you're when you when you, you're having trouble um turning your your what some call monkey brain off or just the, just the working thoughts of your brain off it's because you haven't had this transitionary period where uh, you're you, you're slowly going into a more of a sleep state so that's when uh, if anyone listens to things like uh the andrew huberman podcast or anything like that where they talk about um um where they talk about sleep one of the things that he he recommends as a supplement is theanine for example um and what was one that? Of the comp- theanine what's that it, it appears in in uh uh tea as well but you can do it in okay. supplement form but it, it it's it can be used to uh, dull down your brain, so use people. Uh, it can be used for people who have um, anxious thoughts and things like that. Um, so, like for example, when I go when I go to bed, about half an hour before I go to bed, I have theanine, but I also have something called valerian, which is a is a herbal supplement, which you can again you can have in tea, um, and um, but I have it in supplement form, which again dulls down the brain. So all of these, all of this is for the function of when you go to bed, you're in, you're getting into a state of sleep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, and, and so, that along with all the other stuff that we talked about, like reducing noise pollution, reduce uh, making sure that the the room is as dark as possible, ensuring the right temperature uh, of the of the room. Um, so all of those things are for the purpose of getting you into a sleep state. Um, so that when you're there, you can you know you can fall asleep within 20 minutes essentially. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, we I think we've talked about it before. You know, the the blue light coming off the devices is itself telling your brain it's daytime and it's not time to sleep yet. So if you can if you can create that gap between when you look at your device and when you're in bed going to sleep, we know that that can have a, a yeah. So you got the blue blocking uh, glasses and and on the screen sometimes they have the blue blocking things. Um, and, and again, that's helpful because. You know, if you're getting that blue color right as you go up to bed, you're you're blocking something called melatonin, and that's a that's a um, uh, a chemical in the body that that again induces you into sleep. You're blocking it, and that stops the that stops the um, um, the, the body getting into that sleep mode. Okay, um, what one or two things do you think in these in these five areas of mindset, nutrition, movement, environment, and sleep? What one or two things? Would you really strongly recommend people avoid doing? Uh, well, um, this is one. This is one of the things where you know it, it, everyone kind of knows it already. Uh, uh, it's the uh, avoid the processed food mm-hmm. and avoid a physical inactivity. Okay, so they're the, they're the obvious ones. They're not going to be no. They're not really going to be a revelation for people because they're they It goes back to the thing where people say like, I know what I should be doing, but I I I just can't seem to do it. But what one of the other things that you want to avoid if you can is the notion of helplessness. This just is this is just the way it is. You know, that's uh, I can't change this. You know, because I've got all these uh, commitments. This is this is this is how it is. This is how the way it goes and. A lot of times that occurs because uh, how they frame it in their mind is they frame it in a big chunk. Yeah. So if you like, as an example, if you are an author and you have trouble starting to write, 
a lot of times in their in in their mind they're saying i need to write this book the whole book and so it's yeah. such a big thing it's like wow this is just not gonna happen whereas writing coaches will say just start focusing on just writing one line and then so you just to get started focus on writing that one line because they know that when you write that one line that will lead you on to writing the next line yeah, yeah. so when people want to look at increasing uh, you know doing things to increase their energy or, or focus on creating like a health performance state it's looking at what you uh, uh one avoid feeling that state of helplessness but looking at what can i start how can i start what of those five areas what would be the easiest one for me to start in uh based on all the other priorities that i have in my life we absolutely get that not everybody can do all this stuff you know people have physical limitations to, to to what's going on in their world that makes some of these things unachievable but if you're going to start um pick the easiest one baby steps what's the simplest thing i can do first just to get me going it reminds me of a phrase i often quote from the one you feed podcast which is it's easier to act your way into the right thinking than it is to think your way into the right actions yes. so you know you can you can think a lot about getting good sleep and all the things you should do but actually you know if you just did one thing just if you can make the room darker or if you can mm put your phone somewhere else 20 minutes before you get into bed just one thing and, and then over time you can build and and, um, and and build on it but we talk a lot in in these podcasts about baby steps and just doing some sort of action i'm mindful of time and also how much stuff we're chucking at people so let me just make sure you recap and see if there's anything we've missed so we started off by saying thinking about your career health and your family health and your self-health self-health um thinking about your health as an asset and actually thinking about your health as an asset in terms of your work performance and energy is 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 a key part of that help a uh, key part of that health we talked about certainly in a work environment the three different factors of competencies relationship and state um so your competencies how well you do the job relationship self-explanatory with other people and that your state of how you do those things ultimately can mean even if you're good at those things if your state is poor it's unsustainable and and ultimately you get overload and burnout and so on in order to improve your state you've said there are five areas people can look at mindset nutrition movement um, environment and sleep and then for those um, those five areas we talked about mindset your top tip is if you do nothing else, see if you can find a way to relax, even if it's just for five minutes a day. For nutrition, avoid that stodgy, carb-heavy lunch at two o'clock, which is usually sandwiches and crisps and cheese and all those sorts of things that are easier to do. It is a bit more tricky to do, but if you can create a protein-rich lunch with a salad, then it has a double effect. Not only is the nutrition better for you, but it stops that lull in energy later in the afternoon. And from a movement perspective, again, in the middle of the day, if you can get out of your work environment and get into the fresh air, um, that makes a big difference. From an environmental perspective, is there a way that you can separate home from work and in your workplace, maybe having a plant or clarity around your purpose? At least when I've just done our vision board for this year. So I have the vision board on my screen and every day I'm looking at it and thinking that's what we've committed to this year. And that helps me from a motivational perspective. And again, if people can't separate work from home because 
they're physically in that not in that space I think a useful thing can be at the end of your working day, even if you're physically in the same space, have some sort of routine or action that you do that says, this is the end of my day. Um, shutting the laptop or um, uh, ringing a bell or having a glass of wine or whatever it is, but some something that physically says that's the end of my... That was the, that was the, 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 the commute home was the full stop previously on people's work day. Yes. And, uh, and what you tend to find now is that people will... Um, leave their desk at uh at like five for example and then come back like an hour later to check on their emails and before they know it they're there till about eight o'clock yes so yeah, they, yeah, they like you say you need, if you can f- f- have a ritual routine that you do to f- like that finishes your day uh that would that would be beneficial for your for your um for your ability to relax into the evening yeah and then the fifth area sleep if you can eliminate stimulation before you go to sleep and help your body get into that sleep state um you've talked about theanine and valerian valerian yeah valerian yeah um as potential supplements please seek your own medical advice i am not a supplement advisor. <laughs> <Not me>. um, <laughs> and then the two things you talked about avoiding first of all avoid processed food and inactivity and it's interesting because they are boring. They're not revolutionary. They're not like, it's not like an app or a button you can press or something. It's not AI. Um, it is just, and the reason that they still come up is because they work and they have an impact. So so they're, they're significant. And avoid helplessness. Don't try to do everything in one great big go. Just pick one thing, one small thing, baby steps. How can I just get going? Um have I covered everything? Is there anything I've missed? Or is there something in particular you wanted to cover that we haven't talked about? No, that, that was a good summary. I mean, what, one of the things I find when, when someone comes to me for personal training, uh, you know, and they talk about the benefits a few months down the line, is not always the reason that they, they came for, that they highlight what the benefit is. A lot of times it was like, oh, I've got more energy now, or I, I, you know, I, 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 I feel better. I feel more uh, mentally clear. Um, and they didn't come for that, but they see that the benefit that arises from, you know, improving their health and, you know, getting the grips with their nutrition, getting to, um, more movement into their lives and, and, and having improvement of health being one of the criteria for the decisions that they make in, in you know in daily life and and i think that's that's important for people in the in the workplace because in some ways the workplace is not going to if you look at things when things get tight what's the first thing that gets cut generally the wellness budget or the training budget uh, a lot of times when uh, but when th- times are good the business the companies will say oh the, this is the most important thing for for staff you know the wellness aspect and the training aspect and whereas a lot of times if you take it on your own volition to improve your health then it won't matter what the company does because you're doing it for yourself and that intrinsic motivation is what's going to allow you to to see health as an asset to work performance lovely what a great line to to end on see health as an asset to work performance and your comment there reminded me that you know, none of this is about having a six pack or being an Instagram influencer or being Jeff Bezos or or, or Ariana Huffington. It, it's about it's about having a better life each day and and each day in our own lives, just feeling better about ourselves. And yes, that phrase I use at the start is that force multiplier. If I feel good about myself, I'm more likely to do a better job. I'm more likely to have a good relationship with my family and my kids and my friends and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Conversely, if I feel crap about myself. 
obviously I'm less likely to enjoy life and so on. So um, it does make common sense. And what I really love today is you've given us some real tangible steps and and tactics that people can deploy to make a difference. Um, if people want your actual help and they want to engage with you or connect with you, um, tell us your, your contact details, your socials. Where can people find you? Uh, so our website is aaronmorton.co. Uh, the Instagram is aaronmortonco. And uh, and I'm on YouTube as well under Time Strapped Health. I'll put all those links in the show notes so people can click on them and find you. Um, this has been a fascinating conversation, Aaron. It's it's as good, if not better, than I thought it was going to be from the start. So thank you so much for coming back on again. Um, no problem. If you come back in the future, we'll have to come up with some sort of prize or award, really, for being a... Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I'll be, I'll be leading the leaderboard on yeah, uh, reappearances. But you're already leading because you're already the you're already the first person to come, back, to, uh, come back twice. So thanks ever so much for your time. Have a great rest of the day. Thank you. See you later. Did you enjoy that? There was loads there, wasn't it? It was a really dense conversation. You might need to listen to it again to take it all in. I edited the thing and it took me a while to take it all in because there was so much there. I'll put some reminders of the key ideas in the show notes so you can take a look there. So at the start, I said that we've got a special announcement. Now, you might have heard me talking about CLEAR before, the framework to help you deal with what comes at you in a better way so you can actually do less of the things you have to do and more of the things you want to do by focusing on what really matters and ditching what doesn't. Well, now, finally, clear, the new foundation course is live. After over a year's work, it is up and running. So if you're interested, head over to sondevelopment.com forward slash clear to see what it's all about. And you can preview almost the entire first section completely free of charge. So check it out if you want to do less of the things you have to do and more of the things you want to do. Oh, and there's a special offer for podcast listeners. If you do sign up, you can have a 20% discount by entering the code SHARP20 at the checkout. Now, that's only until the end of March, and that's just for you. So don't tell anyone else, okay? There'll be a link to clear in the show notes. Check it out, but remember, the code will not be in the show notes. So you have to remember it. It's SHARP20, and that'll get you a 20% discount up until the end of March. You see... You know I look after you, don't you? I really value my listeners who make it to the end of the episode. That's it for now. Have a great month. Look out for our next remarkable guest coming in April. They will blow your socks off, whatever colour they are. Have a great month. Hold up. 